0: On today's Locked On Texan podcast, we continue with our training camp preview. Today, cornerbacks led by sophomore Derek Stingley. How good can this group actually be? You are Locked On Texans, your
1: daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Welcome in everybody to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am just some sports guy Hick, but of course I'm joined by none other than Texan beat reporter and Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. If you are new to the Locked on Texas podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked on Texas podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, make sure that you scroll all over to YouTube as well. Uh, and if you are rocking with us, been rocking with us since day one, we want to shout out our everyday us from the Himalayas. Yes, sir. Uh, the, the football season is uh, next week. Training camp nine days away. I'm excited. Cody's excited. We'll be out there this year to give you guys some live, in-depth look at your Houston Texans uh, from the NRG Stadium, practice stadium. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be hot, but it's going to be fun at the same time. What does success look like for Derek Stingley this year? Right, We're going to talk about that when we close out today's show. But with DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Tennessee (laughs) Titans, deja vu, right? the top wide receiver duos in the division, and are we scared? But first, Cody, I think it's important to look at the overall core and group of the cornerbacks, right, Cody? And when we look at our preview, what are some of the things that you want to see when training camp kicks off?
1: I just want to see whether or not Steven Nelson is brought in, plain and simple when you go back to OTAs, you go back to mandatory mini minicamp, all of the cornerbacks, Darius Stingley Jr., Taviera Thomas, Desmond King, um, Shaquille Griffin, once he got going, I'm going to stick to those five cornerbacks. And I know there's more guys that's going to be in competition to make the 53-man roster and the practice squad roster and some guys that's going to hope to put out good film throughout training camps in hopes of, in hopes of getting picked up by another team. But When I look at this cornerback core, those are the five guys that I'm looking at. And when you go back to those mini camps and OTAs and stuff, the biggest takeaway, the biggest news was what is going on with Steven Nelson and John listeners and viewers. I think that he, at least at the start of training camp, he is the most important player in that position group, because if we keeping it 100 he was and at this very moment he is still is the best cornerback for the houston texans and look when you look at this cornerback room i only say that because only say that only because as of right now we're still going off of last year and even after everything that we saw throughout mandatory camp otas and even rookie minicamp if you want to take it there as well We are still speculating what we are expecting to see, i.e. Derrick Stingley Jr. A lot of people would love to say that Derrick Stingley Jr. is this team's best cornerback. And I won't deny that. We know how talented he can be. We know the potential that he has. However... He hasn't been healthy since 2019 and ever since 2020, he has battled injuries after injuries last year. I know he had the hamstring injury and that took him out. I believe it was like the final five, six games of the season, but we saw him struggle at times during the season, and I know majority of his struggles was due to Lovey Smith's Tampa 2 defense that was not very friendly to Derrick Stinley's attribute. However, if we keeping it 100 going all the way back to the 2020 campaign when he was still at LSU, we are still waiting to see the Derrick Stinley Jr. who tore the roof off uh, off college football in 2019 when we know he had that phenomenal year and we are still hoping that he can get back to that player. And you could kind of say the same thing for Shaq Griffin as well because everyone knows what's going on with Steven Nelson entering training camp. He wants a new contract extension, rightfully so. I just declared him the best cornerback at the moment for the Houston Texans, very reliable, very dependable. Shaq Griffin is part of the reason why we are having this discussion on whether or not Stephen Nelson will still be a part of this team. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm all for Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin, to me, is just a tad bit better than Stephen Nelson. However, he is having the same issues as Darius Finley Jr., His best season was in 2019 and whether it was the the Seahawks, whether it was the two years that he spent in Jacksonville, everybody is still waiting for Shaq Griffin to get back to the Pro Bowl caliber cornerback that he was. So for me, going into training camp, it's just simple will steven nelson buy-in because a couple weeks ago he made some questionable decisions on social media and he had a lot of people scratching their heads and i know some people in the comment section comment section had fun with that yeah they, they, yeah, they say, cut him up a little you know bit. You get this man up out of here
0: <laughs> cody it's rare at times but <laughs> i 100 agree with everything you said right um The biggest thing I'm looking forward to during training camp is just seeing the impact of the possible depth this cornerback room can have once they come together, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Again, even with those tweets, the vest tweets and, you know, the the subliminal tweets, I still think Steven Nelson should be on this team unless he is traded for some value. Mm -hmm. Training camp will tell a lot because if he doesn't produce during practice and preseason, then he does come expendable. But this is also a player that is what – Looking for a new contract. Now, you know, a lot of people want to see that get done with either that's Houston or for himself, whether it's Houston or one of the other 31 teams in the NFL. And for the arrival of Shaq Griffin, uh, I think that he solidifies that room. Stephen Nelson is a Houston Texan for this entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings that depth. Will he clean up some of those issues that you mentioned from OTAs and camp, Cody? That's the question. Mm. How will his health hold up, Cody? That's the question, as you already alluded to. Is he focused on all of the things football and not off the field concerns too much? We found some things out that was going on in Jacksonville that played to also, also of course, with his health, but also played into why he's no longer in Jacksonville. So whether if he's your number two, your number three, or number four, I think that allows Houston to be deep at that position and also very talented. He played well for the Jags in 2021 under D.C. Mike Caldwell, uh, who once said, by the way, that he knew D'Amico Ryans would be a defensive coordinator someday. 2021 was his last year when you look at him statistically and say, wow, he, you know, he had a decent year, had a pretty good year. Training camp is where I want to see this group establish themselves as the best unit on this team. And -hmm. I'll tell you what, guys, with a questionable defensive line, having a group as good as what we think this secondary can be, that will eventually, especially how we think this defense is going to be ran under D'Amico Ryan's, I think that'll help with the defensive front getting some of those coverage sacks as well. So uh, overall, when we look at what we want to see from this cornerback group, heading into training camp, during training camp, practice, preseason, the whole nine, right? Uh, I think we can break it down as health. Stingley, right? And I don't, is there a doubt right now that Stingley won't be healthy? He's looked leaner. He's looked bigger. He's looked healthier. I mean. He's looked more explosive. I know there's a thought of the past, mm-hmm. which I get it, Uh scarred, right? You know, you just have bad memories. But he looks physically much healthier, right? And much more – his body looks more looks more acclimated to the NFL. That's number mm-hmm. one. Uh, same for Zach Griffin, right? But I think, two. just see how this whole unit can coexist, right? We mentioned Griffin. We, men- we mentioned Nelson. We mentioned Stingley. Desmond King is still on this roster, guys, and he is a guy with his versatility that I really do like for this franchise right now, being able to play in the box, down safety, playing your nickel – uh, depending on the matchup, maybe can follow your receiver on the outside. So as a core, those four guys, right, like one can be one. We all expect Derrick Sweeney to be one. But your two on any every given day can be a three. Your, your four can be a two. That versatility and the talent of this group, man, I think this will, you know, help out the safeties. I think it'll help out the linebackers. I think overall it's going to help out this defense that will be led by Matt Burke and D'Amico Ryans. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the first home run all on an app that is safe, secure, Super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. It's my money and I need it now. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball.
1: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. Really quick before moving on, I do want to let everybody know that starting today, we will be back to five days a week, Monday through Friday. I know some of you guys got kind of concerned, you know, what's going on, why Cody and John has have not been posted every single day because it was an off season, but with training camp um, nine days away, especially for the Houston Texans, the NFL channel is back to its regular Monday through Friday shows, which means we will be back every single day starting today. But moving on to this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John, listeners and viewers, um, in the first segment we talked about how important it was for Steven Nelson to, you know, kind of like fix what's going on between him and the Houston Texans. And, you know, you you look at the emergence of Derek Stingley Jr. And we're going to get into more about Derek in the next segment. But you look at the signing of Shaq Griffin, Javier um, Thomas, Desmond King. This cornerback group, John, I don't think it's going to be the best position group. That might be the safeties. But in terms of the second best, and part of the reason why I think this defense is going to be really good, um, you, you got to look at the cornerback group. However, their matchups in 2023 will not be easy. As a matter of fact, fun fact. Ten out of the seventeen games that the Houston Texans will play this season will feature a team that has at least two wide receivers that they have to make sure that they keep their eyes on. Week one, you got Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers. Um, week three and twelve, you have
0: Calvin yeah, raymond Ravens got Bateman, yeah,
1: yeah, and him as well. Um, week three and twelve, you have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Of course, that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Week six, John, you might not agree with this, but of course I'm going to add them in. The New Orleans Saints, you got Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Week nine, you have Michael Thomas. That's a tough matchup. (laughs) Week nine, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Week 10, this is by far the hardest matchup that the Houston Texans will face. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Week 13, Jerry Judy, Corden Sutherland. Week 14, this one... I added this in mm, only because I be think tough. I think playing Go against Garrett Wilson is playing with Garrett Wilson is definitely going to help Alan Lazar even better. But of course, week 14, Lazar Wilson, Wilson, and week 15. You gotta add them in now. Nah, week 15 and 17. The Tennessee Titans with their newcomer, DeAndre Hopkins and a Treylon Burks. John, the cornerbacks, they got their work cut out for them for this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I look at the division, right, there's only really one wide receiver core that I am concerned about, rightfully so, and that is the Jags. For one, they have a mm-hmm. clear-cut better quarterback going into his third year. But Calvin really and Christian Kirk, man, and really Calvin really, Jags wide receiver coach Chad Hall recently had a lot of high praise for the wide receiver coming back from a year-long suspension. Uh, saying he's really explosive and he can stop on a dime. So it's like he's got that elite speed and elite quickness, which most people don't have. Kirk is a guy that was really held in check last year against Houston guys, didn't really post big numbers, and last year was his first 1,000-yard season. Mm -hmm. Um, Marvin Jones led the receivers in yards in both games, but now he's in Detroit. You replace him with Calvin Ridley, right? And so, like, that's scary, honestly. They have and then with the offensive weapons. The offense will be open for them, and so that will be a tough task. When you look at right in the division between the Titans and the Colts. Uh, as much as I think, eventually Anthony Richardson, with the help of Saints, is going to figure it out, and Saints will help. You know, man, they really help get the best out of Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. I'm not too concerned about that team and that group as of right now. By the way, I will like to say, it would be smart. We talk a lot about Davis Mills starting the season off, hypothetically. It'd be smart if 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 the uh, Colts went ahead and started Minshew to start the season off, right? A little Anthony Richardson some time. Um, and then a tight, you know, I've seen that story before. Dre, Julio, <laughs> and now Hopkins. Uh, I'm bigger on... I'm, I'm bigger on Hopkins being successful for this team compared to the previous two receivers that came in. I think he has more left in the tank. Uh, he sold it last year. Even with the suspension, almost had 1,000 yards. It was close to it. Now, when we look at mm. the overall league, man, they, look, listen, you talk about week 10, at Cincinnati Bengals game, Jamar sure. versus Derrick Stingley. We get a little LSU popping and going. I can't wait to see that. And I hope health isn't holding on, nobody back. I hope both of those men are able to play some football. But the Houston Texans, man, that's why it's going to be important. And we'll talk about them on tomorrow's show for the D-line to get some pressure, right? You don't want your cornerbacks and your DBs dropping back all game and not getting no pressure. Because, honestly, Pittsburgh has a very good wide receiving group, right? I, I like mm-hmm. those wide receivers they got for the Steelers. New Orleans, you are absolutely right. Look at the, the combination of a healthy – uh, Chris Olave and and what's it, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. And they always have guys that can run across these, you know, either the bigger plays or the drags across the middle. I think this will be a different year for the Denver Broncos. And absolutely, when I look at the New York Jets, they are going to be a problem with Aaron Rodgers, presumably so. Uh, one team we did not mention, I know you guys don't want to hear me say his name, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. They have a damn good wide receiver core. Added Elijah Mitchell people Thomas, Amari Cooper, who's at the top of his game. So when we look at the DBs, man, it starts in training camp, but we can go back. It starts day one, establishing yourself, especially with that cornerback group. And I say they they should be the best because they're the deepest. Mm-hmm. Outside of Jimmy Ward, and I think I scrubbed on his Madden rating a little bit. <laughs> you know, you, you got you got some guys. Got Grayley and Arnold. You got guys, but. How much do you want them to play? Meaningful snaps, right? Unless they just ball out of camp, and it happens. But Stingley, Nelson, uh, uh, Griffin, King, right? Those guys are deep at that position. They're going to have their work cut out for them this season, but I think this is a group that I put faith in as of right now to be successful uh, as long as they keep all four of those guys. <laughs> Before we close out today, show a couple of things. Y'all know we're gonna talk about the Madden ratings. <laughs> Let everybody drop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say Don Manchester over Nico Collins was eh, I don't know.
1: I, I, I get it. I mean, come on. I mean, Nico is one of those players you have to watch the Texans in order to get a true you, you know, anybody that's doing Madden ratings are is not watching the Texans, they are not watching Nico Collins.
0: Damn.
1: What (laughs) does
0: success look like for Derek Stingley Jr. going into the sophomore year?
1: Plain and simple. I'm going to keep it just like I said about um, Christian Harris a couple days ago. He has to take that step as this team's number one cornerback and when we revisit this topic next year, there is no way I should be saying Steven Nelson is still the number one cornerback or Shaq Griffin or whoever the Houston Texans will add to that cornerback group. Derek Stingley Jr. has to take that next step in 2023. And I don't want to put too much pressure on the young man, and I understand he has gone through a lot over the last three years, and and we just finished talking about that in the first segment. But, John, if he is healthy, there is no excuse for Derek Stingley Jr. to showcase the real promise and potential that he has. As a matter of fact, our good friend Aaron Wilson, um, a couple of days ago, he released an exclusive that he did with Derek Stingley Jr. It was a very good article he did for KPRC. And when Stingley started talking about the improvements that he made to his game, of course, he talked about his health. Of course, he talked about playing under Coach D'Amico Ryans, and he talked about all of, all the stuff he had to work on this offseason. The biggest thing that I took away from that, he said his number one um, takeaway throughout the offseason going into training camp is the fact that the game is slowing down, and he is processing the game at a better rate. So if I'm hearing all of that, and even last year, given all the struggles and the injuries that he had, even going back to LSU, even though after 2019 wasn't on the field less much, we still saw that potential and stuff. If that young man can stay healthy, there is no way in the world he should not be this team's number one cornerback. I'm not about to sit here and say, all oh, pro, forget what Amal Sauce Gardner is doing in New York right now. Fair. He needs sure, to focus fair. on himself and he needs to get back to the player. That that can possibly be an All Pro or Pro Bowler in 2024 and 2025 and beyond. But as of right now, stay on the
0: field and take to him as this team's number one CB. Absolutely, Cody. 14 games, 13, 14 games, right? Hmm. Uh, in, in NFL, an injury nagging injury may happen, and you mm-hmm. know you may have to miss a game. But 13 to 14 games is what success looks like for Derek Stingley. And you mentioned something, and I am gonna go the opposite way. You said you don't want to put pressure on him. Well, Mm -hmm. this is his second year. Gave all of the facts, the game was slowing down, he's processing more. But I think above that, there is no excuse of Levy Smith, right? So, like you look at D'Amico coming in and sign a six-year deal. You want to see D'Amico and Derek Stingley together that entire time and to infinity and beyond. But D'Amico was a guy that I thought would immediately impact players like Christian Harris, mm-hmm. immediately impact a player that they were going to draft to be your edge rusher, which was Will Edison, Jalen Petrie, but immediately impact Derek Stingley, right? And the thing about Derek Stingley is last year – It was way much more mental than it was anything else. Talent. And and, and it was health and mental. Right? Missed the last five or so games of the season. But mental errors. And it wasn't mental errors because he didn't know what to do. It was mental errors because he wasn't used to doing that.
1: Yeah, that, that I remember that that play everybody loves talking about. And we talked about it here on the show against the Broncos where he wanted to go man, but because it was in the Tampa Two zone, he had to like, you know, it was like that little confusing like that yeah. that that you saw. And he had to, of course, stay in his little area.
0: Yeah, so play. it's it's things like that where it's fixable. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Because even throughout the year, he became more, you know, settled into his role playing that style of cornerback and he made plays. Right. And to give him a positive, there are moments where he may have screwed up a previous play and he came right back and made a play. So Derek Stingley has all the talent in the world, has some of the best hips as a corner, has great footwork, breaks on the ball amazingly. Right. 14, 13 games. With that pressure of having D'Amico Ryans as your head coach because he's going to take away some of the things that held you back mentally last year. And it's going to add to your game that you naturally have. That's what success looks like for me uh, looking at Derrick Sinley for this upcoming year. And I think we'll see that. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, the cornerback edition. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment to the YouTube page. Follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnTexans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman12. We are back, like Cody said, and boy, am I going to have a blast this week talking your Houston Texans every day.
1: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.